there, guys and gals. This is Christopher Carter. Thank you for joining the podcast today. We are continuing in our uh, Warrior Discipleship series. This is episode two of God Kind, Angel Kind, Mankind. Thanks for joining. Then there are the angel kind. Uh, some angel references in the Bible just for, for sake of, uh, of uh, being thorough here. Psalm 9111. I'm not going to read these. Job 1.6, Genesis 19.15, Matthew 13.41, and that's just a few in there because there are many, many references in the Scripture about angelic beings. Okay, so the Bible does talk about angel kind or as a kind of being, and there are three kinds of angels described. Now, I know there are some... In my research to prep for this, I went and did some looking around, and I know there are other doctrinal positions out there. I know that. Um, What I'm teaching you is right out of the Scripture and fits harmoniously into the kingdom of God, the Gospels, the parables of Christ, uh, right on through the epistles, and and, in the grand finale, the revelation of Jesus Christ that the Apostle John received on the Isle of Patmos. Okay, as I know it. Now, that's just as I know it. It's by no means exhaustive. I don't think any of us has that, but we do. Uh, we, we preach according to our gift and calling and, and what the Holy Spirit moves upon us to, to say and do. So having said that, there are angels don't have a gender. I've, read, I've stumbled across something in where someone was saying, well, there are seven archangels and this angel and they gave off a name and they called called the angel a she and the scripture says plainly that in that angels don't marry and they're not given in marriage that gender was a construct of the mankind that God decided to do chose to do in the beginning and it's recorded in Genesis and uh, that's the only gender we are aware of and according to what I read in the Bible when we are in Christ's presence either at the point of death or in his second coming, literal second coming, uh, gender will no longer be a construct, okay? Uh, This was for the mankind for an epoch of time to fulfill God's will and purpose, which we continue to grow into and learn about, all right? So according to angels, there are three kinds of angels. The Bible speaks of archangels, which are chief angels angels it speaks of cherubs and seraph and seraphs or seraphim which is the plural of seraph and cherubim which is the plural of cherubs Uh, and then of course archangels there is a verse of scripture that describes lucifer before the fall as the anointed cherub cherubs are messaging angels they seem to be Believe, I'm not. Let me qualify something else. I'm not trying to be an authority on angels right now. What I'm dealing with is the kinds, three kinds of beings, because fundamentally, this is about understanding who we are, where we came from, where we are now, and where we're going as a disciple of Christ Jesus. Uh, this is a discussion, an ongoing discussion I'm having about in what I'm calling the Warrior Discipleship series. Because this epoch in which we are now 
is the time of the local church, and we have been empowered and authorized to proclaim and to preach the gospel of the kingdom with faith and with power and to be his living witnesses and to be constantly pointing people to Jesus Christ. And I don't care how much unbelief the devil spews at us. The gospel will neutralize it. Preach it, okay? So that's a little qualifier there. Uh, the three archangels spoken of in the scripture are Gabriel, Gabriel is sometimes how we pronounce it. He brought messages to Daniel and to Mary. His name means God is my strength. There was also Michael, referred to as captain of the host, and led his army in battle against Satan, who had fallen thusly, casting him out of heaven to the earth. His name means he who is as God or represents and administers justice. thought that was interesting. And then there is Lucifer, whose name means bright star or son of the morning, who is now called Satan, which means accuser of the brethren and slanderer. Okay? Here's a reference out of Isaiah 14, referencing Satan. Verses, uh, Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14. O day star, son of the dawn, how you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. Above the stars of God, he said. I will sit on the mount of assembly on the heights of Zaphon. I will ascend to the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. I don't know about you, but when I read that, all I hear is pride. Which is one of the seven deadly sins, right? Bo the boastful pride of life. Do you think? Do you think Lucifer or Satan was boasting right there? And that was his failure to take what had been given to him freely by grace and to begin to desire. He made a choice to consume it for his own pleasure. So, anyone born of Satan, and that would be any human, because in the spirit realm, the, the, the Bible, the God himself, the prophets, uh, the, any, anyone who wrote things down when they had encounters with the Creator would use references about how Satan, and I can't remember the verse now where this is, Satan is your father. Jesus actually, I think, said this to some of the uh, public officials when he was preaching, if I remember right. In the spirit world, there is this relationship that is defined by the choices of your heart. 
and in so doing, making those choices, you declare an allegiance, and that to whom the, the being to whom you declare allegiance in the spirit, the Bible calls that your father. Now here's an interesting tidbit for you. I can't find anything in the scriptures where the angels actually create anything. They don't create anything. And ultimately, men don't either. Mankind. And they say, well, we, we, I built a bridge. I created it. Well, who made the iron ore that it's made out of? Where did those atoms come from? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I think our heart and desire to construct and to build, and our history is just littered with it, comes from our Heavenly Father. But as long as we are not born again and filled with His Spirit and transformed, Jesus rightly used the words, born again. Paul explained this perfectly throughout his epistles. The law revealed my sin and it killed me. I was slain by it because sin was found in me. And to be slain is to be dead. But to be dead is, is not to be non-existent. The ultimate death in the, in the biggest concept of all is to be eternally separated from He who has no beginning or ending of days. Because all known existence starts and finishes, begins and ends with Him. Jesus, when He revealed Himself to John on the Isle of Patmos that day, time, whenever it was, it was in our past, He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He said the same thing that God said over there in, in the Old Testament when, he, when Moses asked him the question. Okay? So it's hard for us because Hollywood, among others, have created this concept of which I am dealing right now that is so off the rails in so many ways I can't even. And people learn. They imbibe, which is to absorb into the mind. I shared that with you in one of the earlier podcasts. They imbibe these things and then begin to embrace them as actual fact. And they're not. And then we get into the whole apologetic argument denial thing. But the point is... The angels were created as servants of the Lord. The Bible identifies three what appears to be extremely powerful angels. Gabriel, the messaging angel. Michael, the captain of the host, the warring angel. And Lucifer, who was, and I didn't read these references, but there are some references of him being the, the traffic of his commerce and, and, and had something to do with music and worship, so on and so forth. And so it's why one writer in the scripture, and I can't where I'm, 
remember where. I think I have the reference here. He was the anointed cherub, almost like he was the worship leader. But had, there was something to do with the, the trafficking or the relationship of these responsibilities. I want you to notice something here, and I'm going to take a little side trip. I want you to t- make note here of the, the, the basic assignment or sphere of authority, if you will, that each of these angels had. Gabriel was a messaging angel. He delivered messages. There are numerous scriptures where a messaging angel appeared that Gabriel is not named specifically by name, but some theologians believe it was him. In other places, Gabriel, Gabriel is identified by name, and he's delivering a message. Michael is clearly a warring angel. I believe in one place he's referred to as the captain of the host or God's army, and he's identified clearly as being the one whom God sent to make war on Satan, who had fallen, and the what I believe are the third of the angels, well, we know it's a third of the angels because that's what it says over in the revelation of Jesus Christ. When Satan fell, apparently there are a third of the angelic host that God had created of the innumerable company, a third of them were under Satan's authority and they fell with him, which is, I think, one of the reasons why they have such a bad attitude. (laughs) But that's another message. Okay? So Michael was captain of the host. He, he led the army and defended heaven. And then there's, of course, Lucifer, who seemed to have some control over commerce and traffic. Now, I want you to think about these three categories. Communications, defense, and commerce. When you think about our country, our nation, How important, how fundamental are the categories of communications, defense, and commerce? Why is it that you see, and we're getting into some warfare now, why is it that you see so often those within our own borders, citizens of this country born and raised here, who seem to want to constantly assault communications, defense, and the economy or commerce. Which lends credence to my earlier statement that Satan, or that angels, cannot create anything new. They can only walk in and utilize what God has created. So they will use that. In terms of Satan and the fallen angels, which is one-third... That is the root cause, that is the root or the beginning, the genesis, if you will, of our struggle and our fight, our spiritual warfare. Paul clearly and plainly said, we wrestle not, in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Not primarily. I don't know about you, but all 99 and 9 tenths percent of the encounters I have that are negative, 
that are dealing with things that I discern sometimes immediately are spiritual and even demonic in origin. I'm talking to person. I've encountered people who manifested spirits. It's the exception, not the rule. I'm not out there devil hunting. Don't believe in it. When I'm preaching the gospel and obeying the Lord and one of them shows up, he's in trouble. Well, that's the conclusion of Episode 2, Straight Ahead, Episode 3 of Godkind, Angelkind, Mankind. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. This is Christopher Carter. Hello, everybody. This is Christopher Carter. I would like to tell you about my latest book release entitled No God, No Self, No Others. That's no spelled K-N-O-W. This is a book of truisms or maxims that I began writing in the early 90s when I would be out on a prayer walk or during my times of personal devotion, and I was trying to solve a problem or to make a particular decision. For example, to face challenges in life is human. It's how we deal with them that makes us who we are. Or, youth always expires and wisdom never expires. It's a great devotional book. The chapters are very short. You can open up pretty much anywhere and just read the maxim and then read the commentary. I believe it will help you in your devotional. It's available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon.com. You can find out more at my website at www.ChristopherLynnCarter.com.